2: You're listening to CMO Moves, the podcast that uncovers the human side of game-changing leaders. Hear their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and how they got to become leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. We hope you enjoy their stories, their advice, and take away some tips and inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to CMO Moves. I am so excited to be talking to Mr. Andy Revin, who is the CMO of El Pollo Loco. Hello, Andy. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here today.
2: Yeah, this is a really special episode. It's special in a couple different ways because Andy just recently was promoted to the CMO of El Pollo Loco and he is somebody who is a former mentee in our executive mentor program. So we'll get into that a little bit. And as we talk about your journey, Andy, but first of all, congratulations on the promo.
0: Thank you so much. It's uh, It's an incredible honor to be able to lead the marketing function of this great brand and I'm just excited. And that really captures just the essence of kind of next steps in career and for the brand and working with all the agency partners. It's going to be an exciting time. And I'm so humbled to have the opportunity.
2: Yeah. Talk about a CMO move. Four weeks into the the new role of CMO, correct? Correct. Awesome. And two and a half years with the brand total. You came in. What was your position when you first joined the brand? Yeah,
0: I was hired to really transform digital at El Pollo Loco. Really, the job was reset the foundation and really transform it in kind of like a formidable catch-up position. And uh, El Pollo Loco had things like the mobile app. We did delivery. But it really needed to be a more meaningful part of our sales and transactions. And so I was really humbled to get the opportunity uh, to work for our former CEO, Bernardo Koch. Um, he, you know, we connected, we jibed. It was an unbelievable relationship. And he really allowed me to set the foundation, work with our agency partners and really develop something really special. And it's just amazing how far digital has come in the last two years.
2: And for those who may not be as familiar with the brand, or maybe they don't have locations near them, and for non-Spanish speakers, what does the brand translate to for us? The
0: brand, uh, in essence, translates to the crazy chicken, which, you know, (laughs) people kind of laugh about it, but it's definitely a staple household name here in Los Angeles. This is our primary market, but we're actually in six states, which is great. California, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Utah, Louisiana, we're going to be opening up in a few more states this year, we have 500 locations, and we're known for our fire grill chicken, it is delicious, it's a 55 minute cook process. And man, I can probably eat there five or six times a week (laughs) and not get tired of it. There's so many good things on the menu. And uh, I feel good about the food that I'm eating. And it's so great to work for a brand where you connect with a product it makes it so much easier for me as a marketer to advertise it. And, uh, I love it. My family loves it. My friends love it. And it's so great to see all the consumer stories out there about their connection with our brand.
2: Any plans to come to Florida? That's where I am. Um,
0: you know, at some point, if not, I will bring (laughs) some to you next time in your Next time you're in LA, I'll put a look on me for sure.
2: And so you're, um, Andy, are you from LA originally?
0: I'm originally from L.A. It took a while to get back here, but I'm originally from L.A., so it's good to be home. My family's here. My sports teams are here. So it's a really good uh, match for me.
2: You said back. Where'd you go?
0: It's been a uh, pretty crazy journey. I started uh, my undergrad. I went to University of Wisconsin-Madison and then had an opportunity to start my career with Ford Motor Company. Uh, It was 2008. This was a year where gas prices were through the roof. And of all places, I decided to move to Detroit, Michigan and start my career with Ford, which was just an amazing company to work for, really get my feet wet. I worked in consumer marketing and product marketing and in the field with some amazing dealers in St. Louis, Omaha and Kansas City. Really, that job taught me the foundation of of marketing. I worked with some people who are just so, so incredible at what they do. Everything from experiential to digital to trying to figure out what type of car Heidi would want five, 10 years down the road, doing concept vehicles, naming. It was just an unbelievable journey, unbelievable ride. And all I have to say is really incredible people. That's really what the essence of a good career could look like. Mm -hmm. When you meet people who can help teach you, who will help bring you along for the journey and ride and, Ford was just one of those special times in my career where it was just a, I was a sponge. I was learning so, so much about the brand, the business. And really it was during the years where Ford really reinvented itself. So great leadership from CEO Alan Mulally and it it channeled all the way down to up there to down here. So I was in Detroit, Kansas City and Detroit. And then I had an opportunity to move from Mustangs to McNuggets, or you can call it from cars to cheeseburgers. And I made my move to McDonald's Corporation. And McDonald's, no introduction necessary. Incredible brand, really fortifies the restaurant industry with their innovation, with the way they do research, the way they go to market. Some of the best franchisees in the world started in Boston, where essentially I was a marketing manager in the Northeast, had 600 restaurants, did TV, radio, digital, Out of home, had the opportunity to pilot McDonald's original first app, which was really cool. It was called the McD app. Eventually led to another opportunity there. And then also work on products like the Mick Lobster Roll, which came back in the Northeast for the first time in a long time, which was really great. Uh, employee number four on McDonald's US digital team. Wow. So uh, that was a really cool experience in 2015. Really was responsible for the growth of the mobile, everything from helping launch Mick Delivery to our mobile offer program. It was just so fun to be able to be at that foundational level of getting the company ready for digital. Digital was still growing. McDonald's is a little bit far behind, but then caught up very quickly. And then my last position with McDonald's, I had an opportunity to lead the marketing in the southeast. I was in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, and uh, lead TV, radio, digital out of home in the southeast for about seventeen hundred restaurants. Wow! Um, so where
2: did you live in the southeast? That? I
0: lived in Atlanta, so I was. In oh, okay. Ones.
2: I was in Atlanta for a little while. Oh, actually, around awesome. maybe we overlapped a little bit. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, I was there around that time.
0: Oh, that's super cool. So 2017 to 2019, I was in Atlanta. Uh, At that time, I was subsequently going to grad school, which was probably one of the best experiences of my life. I got my MBA from Kellogg School of Management. I did their exec MBA program, and it just opened the door uh, to so many opportunities, friendships, challenges in my life. And it, it best one of the best experiences of my life. And then obviously, I got a call about an opportunity with this Mexican fast casual chain I knew a lot about since I grew up in LA and ultimately really gelled with a CEO, incredible, still friend and mentor of mine, Bernardo Coca and moved uh, to Los Angeles back home.
2: Was that just random that they happened to be based where you grew up and you wanted to go back home or were you seeking out roles out there?
0: No, you know, I wasn't really seeking out roles. I, I you know, they reached out to me given my technology background, digital experience. And I met with Corn Fairy, great person, Perry Hansen. She remains a friend today and said, hey, we have this opportunity in Los Angeles to come really lead the digital transformation. And when I think about just, the essence of what I like from a career perspective. I really Mm -hmm. had a lot of technology and digital background. And for me, being able to build something, break it, fail fast, and really just try to understand how I can transform a digital group. For me, it was just an incredible opportunity. And so met with the CEO, like I said, we we bonded instantly and I never looked back.
2: Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. And we'll come back to the MBA thing in terms of Do you need it? Do you not? When is a good time? We get that question a lot. So we'll touch on that. But so fascinating. I love your journey. I love what brought you um, to the brand. And then from there, let me ask you this. Did you come into this like my ultimate goal is CMO? You had your sights set on that role? Or did you kind of just let things play out to see where you would go next?
0: I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing was try to get Experience as quickly as I could, really make the moves that I think sometimes made you a little bit uncomfortable. I think if you rewind to an earlier part of my career, specifically when I lived in Detroit, when my boss called me into his office and told me that I was going to be promoted and moved to Kansas City, um, I think I, I turned as white as Casper the Ghost. And I was very nervous about just that relocation and really just challenging myself is this something you could really do? Can you go to a place? where you have no foundation, no friends, no family, and really just try to establish your career. And I think for me, the, the biggest thing was just, if you get the opportunity to move, sometimes making yourself a little bit uncomfortable is one of the best opportunities to learn and thrive in a career. And for me, I've always really taken that opportunity. uh, If it is a promotion, if it is a change of city, you just take it and you run with it and you really just try to own it and have fun with it. I know some people, they're a little timid to go to a place where they don't know people, they don't have friends, but, you know, think about marketing communities, Adweek, there's people Mm -hmm. all around the U.S., I uh, think about your alumni network of an undergrad uh, university or graduate university. They're all over the U.S. And so there's so many ways to connect with people um, just outside of the career that you can really just go someplace and make yeah. friends. And that was all always something that I enjoyed. It's fun to seek out new opportunity, obviously makes it a little tough with some areas of life, but certainly career wise, it was a really cool opportunity for me.
2: So it, it sounds really like a combination. You were um, intentional in that you knew you wanted to learn and grow and take something from every move you made. But at the same time, you were open to the possibility of something new that you hadn't thought of. So
0: yeah, without a doubt. And I think when you talk about career, it probably was about three or four years into my career journey where I realized I really want to be a CMO. I really love the marketing function. I love the ability to say, hey, I can convince Heidi To try to buy a car for me or try to buy a cheeseburger for me or now buy chicken for me. There's so much competition in the space and trying to understand the insight of the consumer and understand their motivation and why they make the decisions that they do and trying to convince them to choose your brand over another is just, it's just such a fun opportunity. It really gets me excited to uh, be able to try to be a part of that journey for them.
2: Yeah, you went from, you did cars, cheeseburgers to chicken. I love
0: Yes, triple C, (laughs) look at that alliteration. Andy's I
2: already thought of that, okay?
0: (laughs) I love Um, that alliteration. Yes,
2: of course, we're marketers, we always do. Andy, I'd love to spend a few minutes with you sharing how you went about career planning because I think Andy was, for those listening, Andy was sharing with me an approach he took that I just thought was super fascinating and that we could all take something from. So why don't you share what you did?
0: Yeah, so when I was in the middle of going to grad school, I had a great professor by the name of Carter Cast, and he taught a class about careers and how you develop downfalls, pitfalls of careers. And it was one of the most inspiring classes I've ever taken in my life. And one of the things that he recommended was a book called Designing Your Life that really allows you to plan out different aspects and elements of your life, whether it be family, career, health religion, other aspects. And I took about, I'd call it eight to 12 weeks to really sit down and try to figure out different things that I really liked about career, family, bosses, friendships. And it allowed you to come up with this path. It was a zero to five year path in terms of really keeping yourself on track and creating a plan and holding yourself accountable to really trying to figure out um, things that were important in terms of steps that you can take to get where you wanted to go and you know it's really cool looking two and a half three years back now you see some of those m- moments that you were like I wish I could always do this or I hope that something like this can come to fruition and I'm very fortunate and blessed to be able to say that a lot of those things, from the exercise two and a half years ago are starting to happen and it, it's humbling. It inspires me. And I just, I'm, I'm really excited that I've been given um, the opportunity and I'm, I'm really grateful for it.
2: What I especially love about the exercise and we'll be sure to share um, when we publish this episode, we'll share more for people who are interested. I love that it's about your whole life and not just the work element. I think oftentimes when we do career planning, it leaves out the other part of your life, which is such an integral part to being happy and, thriving in work is if you're not happy personally, right? And you have other things going on that are falling by the wayside, then it can be difficult. So I like that it was more of a holistic view.
0: For sure. And I think there's some elements in there that I noticed buy a home. I mean, it was always a dream to own a home for me. And I was, you know, so fortunate and lucky to be able to do that. Um, I said, being on this podcast was a huge thing that I had always dreamed and aspired to be able to have that opportunity to do. And so for me, that was also something that I absolutely am so grateful for.
2: So Andy, let's talk about your brand, your team, what you have going on right now as CMO that you're most excited about.
0: First off, I I love my team. I think that being able to work for a team that inspires you, that has accountability, that gets excited to wake up every single day and work together, is really important to me. And I think the marketing team at El Pollo Loco has just done an incredible job working together as we come out of the pandemic and just building exceptional uh, skill sets, working together and really working hard to make our brand differentiated in a very competitive space. I'd say probably one of the most exciting things that we have going on right now is we released a new product called Shredded Beef Birria. Birria came out on March 17th and you're probably wondering, okay, chicken brand introduces shredded beef. That's interesting, right? Not necessarily intuitive. One of the things that we found as we were doing some research for this specific product was, can we try to understand menu insights in terms of popular culture Something that really is unique and something that's truly ownable by El Pollo Loco. And for us, we did a lot of canvassing on TikTok in terms of menu trends, things that were popular in LA, food culture. And this thing, birria kept coming up, which we found to be so fascinating. And so we, we did some research. We went to taco trucks throughout Los Angeles, and we really tried to see, is this something that we could truly own? And can we make it El Pollo Loco I? And we, it took about two years to get this product launched. Really a lot of focus, I would say, has been put on it the last five or six months. And we were the first QSR to launch shredded beef birria, which is uh, really cool. And for those who don't know what birria is, I like to liken it to a Mexican French dip. So essentially it's a, it comes in a taco burrito or quesadilla. Uh It's shredded beef, really slow cooked, stewed. It tastes so, so mouthwatering good. And you essentially take it and you dip it in consomme. And uh, then you take a big bite and you're like, this is amazing. Two thumbs up. Very cool. And what's really fascinating about this specific product is we really wanted to target millennial and Gen Z audiences, which is an area of opportunity for the brand. And what ended up happening was it went viral like crazy. There was, I I liken it to the Popeye's chicken sandwich movement. Mm -hmm. We overnight this became like this huge fad. And people were doing reviews on TikTok and doing reviews on Instagram. And people were tweeting at us. And it's something that as a marketer, you always are like, oh my God, if I can have a lightning in a bottle product, this would be just an absolute dream. Company. We've broken several sales records over the co- course of the last three weeks, which has just been mind blowing. It's our most successful LTO launch ever in the company's wow. year history. And I'm just really proud of the team. I think cross-functionally, everything from operations, training, IT, finance, you look at all the different parts of the company. And this was something that the company really came together on. And we were like, we're going to own this. Mm -hmm. We increased the amount of training. We took a different approach to the marketing. We took a different approach to the brief. And by God, like, it's just so exciting. I'm actually taking some of the team members to Disneyland on Thursday to celebrate. I'm really excited about that. We definitely did a great job. I'm just so proud of it. This really, it really sets a new bar.
2: So you, congratulations. That's fantastic. What would you say was the biggest change to your marketing approach for this?
0: I think leaning in on TikTok and digital. I okay. think given that we saw that this was a trend that was really essentially trending in the space. People were talking about it a lot. People were creating videos and we really leaned into social. We had done social before, but not like this. And uh, if you look at the TV commercial for this specific um, product, it's really focused on what's called Biria craze. That's what the spot is called. And so okay. it gives customers this almost FOMO type of, atmosphere where it's like it's available for a limited time it shows a lot of different people eating birria and it gives people the sensation like oh my god i want to reach into that tv and pull out that product it looks so good and so really focusing on the food the quality aspect the preparation that was a huge component in our launch
2: And you said two years in the making, I have to imagine as a marketer that just drove you nuts to wait those two years to be able to promote the product.
0: Without a doubt, it makes you a little crazy, but I think ultimately uh, you want to get things right. Yeah, and sometimes sure. you're going to have to fail to make something better. And I think that we learned a lot in those two years. We learned about everything from the ingredient component to we serve it in this really cool blue box that makes it part of the experience. When Heidi comes to LA in the next couple of weeks, you just got invited to try the birria. You open up the box. It's a it's an experience, right? It's so you open up the box. You have chips. You have the burrito, taco, or quesadilla. You have the consommé. And it it really is this whole unboxing and people, when they do the TikTok videos, they do the reviews, they're unboxing this experience. And it's just, it's amazing.
2: What do you think as, as far as the growth mindset, because like you said, the company is growing, you guys will be expanding into new locations to get your team to really think not just doing the same things that have always worked and trying new things. How do you balance that as the head of marketing?
0: I think we try to take an approach where we really look competitors in our space who do it really well. And there's obviously, we have areas of our office that we dedicate to who's really owning specific, you know, brand voice in the space. Mm -hmm. What's a cool way that a company has launched a product via email, via social. And then you also look for inspiration outside of the space. I think there's a lot of companies that I look to for inspiration when it comes to launching a new product, when it comes to creating an experience, trying to create that emotional connection with the brand, that's something that I feel like you always try to challenge yourself to. How can you make it more than just a transactional situation? How do you build that brand experience and just your brand voice into you know changing a consumer's life. I don't always want a consumer to be wake up every morning and be like I'm going to have El Pollo Loco every single day because then they're just going to get tired of it, right? So, we have to try to remind our consumers that yes, we are top of mind. What are ways in that are not necessarily transactional? How can we create a cultural component that, you know, our brand is founded on a lot of cultural relevancy, whether it be art, entertainment, lifestyle, And how can we just be a part of that conversation? And we really just try to integrate ourselves naturally with the stuff and the marketing that we do.
2: I like what you just said. I feel like that's a good way to look at the full experience. They can experience the brand without eating in the restaurant every single day. And that's where it comes to life on social every day. And that's honestly why social is way bigger of a component in this mix. And I, I just feel like it gets so underutilized in a lot of companies. It gets, doesn't get the cred that it deserves because it plays such a valuable role in the experience.
0: I think when you look at social as a career path, it really has only blossomed, say, post 2004, 2000, you know, 2004. And so relative to the rest of the marketing discipline, it's still very young. Yeah. And one of the things that you that's I find so interesting is you see celebrity partners influencers today that world has just blown up, right? And I think as that continues to be a larger part of the way companies decide to go to market with marketing, you know, you're going to see more people spending time in college studying social media. You know, a lot yeah. of the courses, you know, we're fortunate enough to to talk to schools sometimes and you know, they ask us specifically about social media because there's not a ton of stuff in textbooks at this right. point about what companies have done to take a product to market via social. And I think you're going to see more and more examples of that um, as we as we move forward here.
2: I think that the, the ever-changing dynamic of it and marketing as a whole. Um, and let's talk about that for a second, because obviously the CMO role as a function, no other role in the C-suite, right, experiences as much change um, as the CMO. Mm-hmm. How do you think about the biggest changes to the CMO role in, say, the past three to four years And what do you think is on the horizon that's going to fundamentally change about the role?
0: I think probably the biggest thing that you see changing is you see the digital function become more and more prevalent in the conversation, I think that you see a lot more CMOs going into uh, the position with a lot more digital experience. It probably traditionally, you usually say this person's going to be a digital expert. This person's going to be a marketing expert. But I think if you just look at the overall way that the media landscape has changed, it requires the CMO to adapt to the way consumers are consuming media, the way that consumers are interacting with the brand. And I think that there's a lot more digital expertise that's required in the CMO of the future. The other thing I'd say is I think CMOs are expected to be a little bit more well-rounded now. You're not necessarily going to have somebody who's just grown up being a creative strategist and become a CMO. I think CMOs who are being put in position need to have product marketing experience. Some of them have field experience working with, they're in a franchisee or dealer or retail type of environment. People who are needing to obviously be in some sort of data analytics role or consumer research So I think when you think about the marketing function as a whole, there's so many different disciplines. And one of the things that I advise to people who I have the opportunity to to mentor is you really want to try to figure out where the muscle isn't built. And so where can you get experience and get experience from someone who either knows it really well or at a company that you can really allow yourself to just grow and flourish. Mm -hmm. And so I just always challenge the mentees who I work with to think about where's an area that you're uncomfortable that you can get comfortable with, and that's key to getting you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I just always love to challenge people to do that because as human beings, we we like to tend to gravitate towards things that we're very comfortable with. We like to work in things that we call our superpowers, but ultimately, if you can be good enough to be dangerous or have a conversation about it and something you're not as good at, that's going to make you a better marketer overall.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think from what we're seeing, it's like companies are embracing that more, that outside in experience. No longer is it, as valuable to have 15 years in the same industry. They want that kind of different perspective. And while you see a lot of movement happening that you wouldn't expect, you're kind of like, huh, that's an interesting shift, (laughs) like cars to cheeseburgers. There you go. So let's talk about the mentor program. So Andy, tell us about what your best experience in the program has been.
0: What's interesting is prior to the program, I would say that I had one or two mentors who I really relied on uh, pretty much my entire life. One being Neil Golden, just incredible human being. He's on the border restaurant brands international right now. And uh, I think that one of the things that's so special about the executive mentor program is the fact that it really connects you with not only people who are just genuinely great human beings, the mentors are just, these are people who are changing the world. These are people who, for me personally, it's a connection that I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. Um, but they're just really push you to be better. And they push you to ask, they ask very tough questions that as you're trying to figure out where you're going to navigate in your career, they just do a wonderful job of really challenging you to, to be better. It provides you an alternative perspective. But you asked me for the best experience. So I'll tell you the best experience. I'm sorry for belaboring the question. No, you're uh, fine. But the best experience I'd say is really the mentees who I've met in the program. I can tell you my two mentors were exceptional. And I'm sure you're going to ask a follow up on that. But the mentees are really the best part of the program. Um, I joined the program two years ago. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I will tell you, you felt lonely, you felt isolated. And the Adweek Executive Mentor Program got me through what I thought were very social isolating times. I've made some of my best friends in Los Angeles. And it's just cool because you have people who are in different industries, different spaces, and they're just like genuinely fun, motivating personalities that are just great to be around. And they're inspiring and they challenge you and they give you perspective on things that are happening in their industry. And it just allows you to have conversation about the field. It allows you to have fun outside of work. And ultimately, it just creates this network and this safe space of fun and challenging entertainment, I'd say.
2: So what is the best piece of advice you've gotten from a mentor?
0: This is going to sound very cliche, but be yourself and be yourself in an environment That is trying to make you something else is life's greatest accomplishment. For me, sometimes at big company, I think you can get lost. I think it's very overwhelming sometimes with all the different layers that come with a larger organization. But I also think that I feel like I'm now in a position where I like to be connected to a company's mission. I like to feel like I can wear the brand on my sleeve, which I was able to do so easily with Ford and McDonald's and now at El Pollo Loco. But I think that ultimately being yourself and really challenge yourself to hold yourself accountable um, to making the changes, making the moves that I think are going to really help you both personally and professionally in your career.
2: Well, great. Andy, I do want to circle back on the MBA because you went when you were already into your career, you chose to go back. What was your main reason for going back to get that degree while you were already, you know, well into your career?
0: So there's a couple of of things. First piece, I'd say I had two incredible people who I met at McDonald's who went to Kellogg. Julia Vanderplug, who's now the uh, chief digital officer at Hyatt Hotels, and Greg Watson, who was my boss in Atlanta. They were both Kellogg graduates. And one of the things that I noticed specifically about Kellogg in general was the genuineness of the people, They're humble, high-impact, low-ego individuals. And for me, they really said, you can be a marketer But you can also be this overall strategic leader where you know enough about finance, about operations, about supply chain, and see how all the pieces of the puzzle connect together with the business. And it'll help you become a better marketer. And it was something that my dad specifically was encouraging me and pushing me to try to accomplish earlier on in my career. There's always this question do you go full time? Do you go part time? Do you go exec? And I think I break it down three different ways. So if you want to go full-time, usually you want to do a a career change. You're not necessarily happy with where you're at. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're looking for that big salary boost. I think full-time is traditionally anywhere between three to seven years of work experience. I think full-time obviously gives you the opportunity for two full years to totally immerse yourself in the situation. You want to go part-time. This is somebody who I think doesn't necessarily have the ability to spend two years to complete it. They want to take three or four years. The one thing I've heard about part-time is you're not necessarily, and again, this is just what I've heard. So this isn't this situation Mm -hmm. all the time. You don't necessarily get as close of a bond with your classmates just because people are on different paths in terms of their completion cycle. And then the last piece is exec. And that's what I, I did. So I went to Kellogg, essentially it was every three weeks for four to five days at a time in person And exec is really that opportunity. If you're senior manager, director, senior director, VP, own the company, you get such a breadth of knowledge and career experience, traditionally anywhere between, you'd call it eight to 15 years of career experience in the exec programs. And man, these people are changing the world. They're humble. They're hungry. Uh, They challenge you to be your best self. And I, I just, I love the exec program. It worked very well for me. I was able to go all around the world and study in Shanghai and Tel Aviv and Colombia and Germany, take classes like luxury brand management, which quite frankly, I don't work in a luxury field right now, but it helps me be a better marketer and think about things differently. So I'm a big believer in MBA. If you're on the, the fence, feel free, like I said, Heidi can give you my phone number, my email address, hit me up. I'm happy to have the MBA conversation with you. For me, it changed my life personally, professionally. I get WhatsApp buzzes almost every single day. I feel like I talk to somebody from Kellogg and it's a result of just the incredible people who I met there. And I wouldn't have changed it for the world. And don't be worried about the cost. You'll figure it out. If it's important enough to you, you will 100% figure it out. If it's scholarship, if it's a bonus after you finish, just do it. Yeah, It was awesome.
2: Very cool. Thank you for sharing that advice. And we'll definitely keep you posted if anybody hits me up for more NBA debate questions. Okay. So Andy, you are no stranger to this final question because you have listened to the podcast before. So hit us with your dream job. If you were not in the role that you are in today.
0: So my dream job, if I was not in the role today, I would love to be the announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I am a absolute huge <laughs> nice. LA Dodgers fan. I watch almost every single game. So Joe Davis, Oral Hershiser, if you by chance are listening to this podcast, I would love to be your sidekick for even a minute. It would make my dreams come true.
2: Oh, that's and so cool. And just pretend you're in the seat and give us the play-by-play on something.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> Heidi Palermo, walk into the plate. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch. Heidi knocks it out of the park.
1: The crowd goes. On. The crowd goes
0: wild. <laughs> Heidi Palermo is going to the World Series.
2: I yes. love it. I love it. It's actually more. It's more subtle than you would think. Yeah, it's not over the top. That's what announcers do. They hang back, wait for it to happen. Very. Cool. I
0: and I grew up listening to probably two of the best broadcasters in the business in the LA market, Chick Hearn. And Vince Scully. Chick Hearn, I still remember, he would always say, The game's in the refrigerator. The doors are closed. The lights are out. The eggs are cooling. The butter's getting hard. And the jello is jiggling. That was like the Laker the game is over. His line. So, so fun, such great announcers. You do
2: have a pretty solid radio voice, so I could see it happening. Maybe they'll let you guest be a guest if you bring them some food. I don't know. That would, I hey,
0: <laughs> I, I I trade I trade food for microphone in a That second.
2: sounds like a really good partnership. You should look into that. Andy, thank you so much. This was uh the most fun hour of the day by far. So thank you for chatting with me and sharing your journey. Um again, congratulations on your recent promotion. I know you and the team are going to continue to crush it. And really, I just can't wait for you guys to come to Florida because we need some of that over here.
0: Thank you again for having me. It's an absolute dream to be on this podcast. It's, it's an absolute inspiration to my career and my life. And just thank you again for having me. It's been so fun talking to you.
2: Of course. We'll see you soon. Sounds Bye, good. Bye, Andy. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd love your help in sharing CMO moves with one of your friends or colleagues. And please also be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. Better yet, leave us a review while you're at it. Thanks again and we'll catch you next time.
0: Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company?